Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole year. We're back for our series of having a baby. Now, we have learned so much so far on when we're trying to get pregnant. We went to Dr. Cargill. She sat down and talked to us from the physiology side and the medical side, traditional side. We went back to our favorite acupuncturist and chiropractor here in the local Maryland area. Both of them showed us how these adjunct therapies can really be added when you're in the process of conceiving. Now you have that positive pregnancy test. Now what? So we had to go back and sit down with Dr. Cargill. She talks to us about what happens now that you're pregnant. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. So grab a seat, let your shoulders relax, take a deep breath. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mac, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. We're back here in Washington, D.C. with our favorite OBGYN, Dr. Carla Sandy. Welcome back to House Call, Dr. Sandy. Oh, it's my pleasure. We had a wonderful conversation on infertility the last time we sat down together. And I thought it only appropriate to then move into the next phase with you And let's talk about once a woman gets pregnant, kind of what to expect type of thing. Mm -hmm. Because um, I believe that if I had not gone into obstetrics and gynecology myself, I could have been pretty clueless on what to expect and how this was going to go. So I want us to kind of take a journey Mm -hmm. down the trimesters, so to speak, and we're Again, this is a very broad topic. We're going to stay pretty general, and we're going to talk on and touch on some of the major things that probably happen in terms of what a woman is um, exposed to during the pregnancy when she's with her physician in terms of how to make sure the pregnancy is is taken care of and and pretty much um, a good outcome. Mm -hmm. So... You, we've, we talked about the infertility, we talked about um, even just naturally getting pregnant, how the body wants to get pregnant every month. A woman comes in and says, Dr. Sandy, I'm pregnant. Where do you go from here? Okay, no, that's a great question, and I'm glad to be back. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, pregnancy, very exciting time in a woman's life. Um, lots of emotions mm-hmm. are experienced, mm-hmm. and it also can be a little scary, especially yeah. for that first-time mom. And, you know, kind of don't know what to expect, and mm-hmm. you, you know the baby's supposed to come out somehow. Right. You know, 
you're not quite sure how that's supposed to occur. And and then you're going to have a baby. And what do I do with this baby? Right, so, right. so it's definitely a very kind of emotional time. But it mm-hmm. is very exciting. Um, you know, one of the main things I can emphasize for everyone out there who's listening is that once you figure out you're pregnant, I think getting to care right away is very important. Mm, okay. um, and it doesn't, you know, there are lots of different types of people that help take care of pregnancy. In the, okay. in the United States, you primarily have an obstetrician, which mm-hmm. is a medical doctor, and you also have midwives, okay. certified nurse midwives. And midwives, midwifery has been around for, you know, hundreds of yes, years. Yes. It's a very old profession. And these are um, women primarily who, um, you know, now they come through the nursing aspect, but they mm-hmm. focus mostly on delivery. So that's another option okay. for um, caring for your pregnancy. But whether you choose an obstetrician or a midwife, I think the most important thing is getting care, you know, quickly. Okay. Um, because a lot of what we do with prenatal care is really preventative. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you true. know, it's trying to help prevent kind of things from happening. It's kind of trying to catch anything that's evolving mm-hmm. because it's a lot easier to prevent a lot of things than to try to fix them on the end. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So I come in, I get my care. I'm mm-hmm. in what we call the first trimester. And first trimester typically ends about 12 to 13 weeks. Um, Within that first trimester, there are some critical things that we need to get done Mm -hmm. when you're pregnant. Uh, Can you tell us about some of those? Sure. And one thing I'll just talk about, when we talk about trimesters, a a lot of times, um, you'll often hear that a lot. And pregnancy is divided into thirds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have three trimesters. And it's like, you know, you you have your first one in the beginning, the second one in the middle, and the third one at the end. Right. And often obstetricians and midwives talk about weeks of pregnancy. Yes. You know, the one thing everyone else talks about is months. Months. And they say, oh, I'm... (laughs) Five months pregnant. And then you come to the doctor, the doctor's like, you're 19 weeks pregnant. And it's like, what does that even mean? And, you know, um, in general, for humans, we get through um, pregnancy in about 40 weeks. 40 weeks. So that's really 10 months. It's 10 months. The way you figure out how many Mm. months you are is you divide by four. So if your doctor tells you you're 36 weeks, you divide 36 by four, you get nine. You're nine Mm -hmm. months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a due date, your due date is really the beginning of your 10th month of pregnancy. So a full completion of nine months. You have to complete your nine months. Yes. So the first trimester, which is that first third of pregnancy, Mm -hmm. it goes to about, you know, about 13, 14 weeks Mm -hmm. of pregnancy. And in that um, time frame, there's several things we do. You know, having a complete physical exam is important. Mm -hmm. Things that are assessed are, you know, your pelvis, you know, is, is there adequate room? Um, are you, is your cervix, your cervix is what holds your womb closed, where the pregnancy's growing, mm-hmm. holds your uterus closed. Mm-hmm. Is it an appropriate length? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, are there any changes taking place that need to be addressed? We also check quite a few different labs. I always tell my patients when they're getting their blood drawn that first time, don't be scared <laughs> because I just remember a lot of tubes. It's a lot of tubes. Yes. It's, you know, it's just one stick, fortunately. They're not right, sticking right, you a lot right. of times, but they do keep coming with the blood tubes. <laughs> And you're like, what are they doing? Yes. It's because we're checking so many different things. Right. And one of the main things we check for is infectious diseases. Mm-hmm. We checked, you know, 
to make sure that things like HIV, like mm-hmm. syphilis, you know, gonorrhea and chlamydia, things, some of those things are treatable. That's right. We figure it out right away, we can get you treated. Or, for example, something like HIV, which we don't have a cure for, there's still ways to manage it during your pregnancy yes. so that you're healthy and you have a healthy baby. Absolutely. We also do um, some basic genetic screening. We check for things like sickle cell. You know, mm. primarily um, sickle cell disease runs in the African-American community um, yes. mostly. And it's something that can affect how well a child um, grows, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and functions. And so we're able to determine, hey, is that a a risk? You know, is that something that we should be concerned about for your developing baby? We also check other things like making sure you're not anemic. I don't know how many of you are familiar with anemia, Mm -hmm. but anemia means you don't have enough iron in your blood and you don't have enough red blood cells and so you tend to feel tired and weak and fatigued Mm -hmm. and those are things that are um, really important to know about the beginning of a pregnancy I like to tell women you know a baby that's growing inside you is very selfish it (laughs) takes for itself first right so if you're anemic and you don't have your blood's not you know built up and you're not getting enough good nutrition in and your baby is going to take its nutrition from your muscles from your Mm -hmm. you know the 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 kind of the fat that you're storing and that type of thing and your baby will grow and be fine but you won't be right you won't be and we want healthy baby healthy mom you want both to be healthy So those are just some of the things we do in that early, um, you know, first trimester. A lot of times you'll also get an ultrasound Mm -hmm. test and an ultrasound or sonogram. You often hear those terms used interchangeably. They're the same thing. Okay. It's using a machine where you put a little gel on your belly and use a little probe to look. And it's really exciting to often be able to see the beginning of your pregnancy you know in the first trimester the baby really looks like a little jelly bean because there's no arms no legs nothing yet but you know really quickly within you know the first trimester itself you know by the time you get to about 10 12 weeks you have a fully formed baby Mm -hmm. in there you can see the heartbeat you can see the arms move the legs move and the head and it's really exciting to see okay okay so there's an up there's really an importance, like you said, to get to a provider fairly quickly because there are some major milestones we're looking for when that baby is t- less than a stake. Like my husband said, when we saw our son and they said, oh, he's 13 ounces. He was like, that's not even a good steak size. But they were able to, you know, look for certain markers. They were able to tell us about certain things to either be concerned about or not. So let's move on into the second trimester. What would a physician be looking for in a second trimester? So in the second trimester, the baby's a lot bigger now, and um, you know one of the main things we do is a there's a, a ultrasound done in the second trimester. We we call it like an anatomic mm-hmm. survey where mm-hmm. we're looking at the baby's anatomy. You're not just looking for the sex. Yeah, so that's the big that's question. The, only thing most people care about, you know, they're, they're, (laughs) is it a boy or a girl? And I will tell patients, this is the boy or the girl ultrasound, and then they all go. But your doctor or your midwife really Mm -hmm. doesn't care about that part. (laughs) That part's irrelevant. We care is 
the brain forming? Mm-hmm. Is the, mm-hmm. Does the heart mm-hmm. look good? Is the right. stomach where it should be? Are mm-hmm. the kidneys there? We're looking for wow. all the different parts of anatomy. And there's a list of about 50 things wow. that your sonographer goes through one by one That's right. to confirm that they're there. And not only that they're there, but they're in the right place and they look properly. Again, if there's a problem... We can often say, okay, here's a problem here. These are the steps we'll take. Or, for example, if there's maybe a birth defect. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. birth defects can happen. And the sonographer says, oh, look, there looks like there's something like a cleft lip. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen Mm -hmm. a child where the lip didn't come together. The parents, you will know that in advance. You can arrange for specialty care right away as soon as your baby's born. And those types of things can be addressed very quickly. So that's one of the main things we do in the second trimester. Um, I had mentioned genetic testing earlier. So there are several genetic tests that are available for Mm -hmm. parents. And it's an option for parents who want them to try Mm -hmm. to determine, hey, is this, is the baby, um, you know, as far as we know, doing well, mm-hmm. or are there other problems that maybe we can't tell just right. from an ultrasound? Um, a lot of work has gone into this recently, and, and we're able to, in fact, diagnose or or, or uh, test for a lot of these things even in the first trimester. Yes. Um, and one of the main tests we call a nuchal translucency mm-hmm. test or an NT test. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a lot of fancy words to just say, it's an ultrasound and a blood test that takes um, certain measurements on the baby and takes certain substances in your blood and it puts it into an algorithm. A computer kind mm-hmm. of figures out, okay, and tells you you're low risk or you're high risk. Mm-hmm. And it's primarily looking at things like for Down syndrome and different what we call chromosome problems that can cause certain types of birth defects. Right. Um, that's available as early as um, 11, 12 weeks of pregnancy. In the second trimester, which goes to about 20, well, about 28 weeks Mm -hmm, of pregnancy mm -hmm. or so, you're able to, um, you know, do some of those same things by getting blood tests. So it it is a test that can be very reassuring, you know, when you're pregnant. Sometimes it can be anxiety producing also, just because if you get a result that may be a little elevated, you may have to undergo additional testing. Mm -hmm. But um, it is a great tool to help you figure out what needs to happen when right. your baby's born. Right. Uh, so now we're into the third trimester. What are some of the big things that we're looking for? Um, not just waiting for baby to come. Mm-hmm. When is my water going to break? Right. Can I walk up the hill to get <laughs> labor going? What are some of the big things we're looking for? So in the third trimester, that's about 28, starts around 28 weeks, which is about seven months of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So by this point, you're definitely showing yeah. people, strangers can tell you're pregnant. And they want to touch your belly. And they'll want to touch <laughs> your belly. They'll also offer you a lot of advice that you didn't ask for. Yes. So that's part yes. of being a first-time I'm pregnant you're gonna you're gonna find that patients sorry you're gonna find that um strangers just have a lot of advice and want to share their birth and delivery stories with Ooh, you yes. in the supermarket at the mall yes. at church yes. and and you know i always tell my patients you know don't let that rattle you mm-hmm. don't let that mm-hmm. you know you 
you are you're figuring out what to do you'll be fine because you'll have a hundred opinions yes on how to handle your yeah. delivery yes. <laughs> so this is the point where a lot of this starts happening just because you can see right. your clothes tend not to fit at this point mm-hmm. anymore and mm-hmm. there's a wonderful world of maternity clothes awaiting yes. you and yes. trying to get into pants and you know for me I just wear a lot of dresses yes. um because it was easier. It was easier. <laughs> yeah, than trying to figure out the maternity suit. Um, you know, a lot of time, this is around with the time we test in the very late second trimester, early third trimester for diabetes. Right. Diabetes um, is a, a, an, an illness where, or a medical condition, I should say, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say an illness, that where your body just doesn't process sugar very well. Right. And sugars in all our food, you know, any type of food that um, what we call a carbohydrate breaks down into sugars. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure many of you know people with diabetes. Right. Um, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, children can get diabetes, yeah. and, and a lot of in the in the United States, there are quite millions of people who struggle with diabetes, and they have to check their blood sugars, mm-hmm. and sometimes they have to take medicine, and sometimes they can just um, change their diet. Well, pregnancy is special. Just being pregnant can give you diabetes. And a lot of women don't know that. Exactly. Can you say that again? Just being pregnant. Just the fact that you are pregnant, you can get diabetes. Yes. And it's it can be very distressing sometimes when it happens. Because like, what do you mean I have diabetes? I, we don't I, have it in our family. I take right. it. What are you talking what about, are you doctor? What talking about? But it can happen. And it has a lot to do with how you're body's handling the different hormones mm-hmm. um, that you're that the pregnancy and the placenta sometimes we call that the afterbirth are are, are, are affecting you right. as a whole right um, the good news about gestational diabetes that's what we call it when you um, get diabetes during pregnancy mm-hmm. is gestational diabetes is that most of the time once you've had the baby it goes away yes it goes away you're back to normal right but just know in the future, you do have an increased risk of actually developing diabetes. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things that t- can show up in pregnancy. Yeah. The other thing we check you for is for your is for something called, um, we check your blood pressure every mm-hmm. time you come. Because we want to make sure your blood pressure isn't going too high. Okay. Now, um, unless you can... Even if I had no signs of high, of high blood pressure before being pregnant. Yes. That's really important. A lot of times patients will say, you know, I come to the doctor every two weeks, every week. What are y'all doing? Right. What are you doing? Right. I feel like I just come in here. Because this is where they start coming more frequently. Yes. You start coming in And now my, my schedule is being adjusted. Oh my I've got to drive. I'm tired. And what are y'all what are you doing? doing? Because I felt like I was only there for five minutes. They didn't do it anything please well actually let us t- tell us doctor we're doing tell a lot us. of things we're weighing you because you know well i'm gonna get big anyway well we expect you to get big but not very fast okay okay and if you come in and you've gained 15 pounds in mm-hmm. two weeks that's concerning that's, that's a problem it's a problem it means you're probably retaining water it means your body is Something's going on, mm-hmm, and we have mm-hmm. to figure out what that is. Right. We check your blood pressure every time you come in. Okay. That's really important. If you've had normal blood pressures your whole pregnancy, suddenly you're seven and a half months pregnant, and you have high blood pressure, that's not normal. And that can often indicate that you're developing some pregnancy-related conditions, like 
preeclampsia. You may have heard of that called toxemia. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear that a lot. Women say they had toxemia. Preeclampsia is a condition unique to pregnancy. It only happens to pregnant women. Mm. And um, that's where your blood pressure gets high. Your blood vessels don't work so well. Mm-hmm. The oxygen doesn't get through to your baby really well. Okay. And it can create a really um, problems for your baby. Your okay. baby can go into distress because they're not receiving oxygen. And for you, as the mm-hmm. mom, you can sometimes, you know, um, have problems like things like strokes can happen. Oh seizures can happen. Mm-hmm. Big not so great things. Yes. And we want yeah. to make sure those things don't happen. Yes. Yes. Or if we see them happening, we're able to treat you right away. Right. So that blood pressure is critical. Okay. For your visits. Okay. Another thing we can do, depending, like if we see your blood pressure is high, we can actually check your urine. And we and a lot of women they know when they come to the doctor they get the little cup they got to pee in the cup like, yes. what are they doing with my pee yes. what are they doing with my urine <laughs> well what they're doing we're doing is we're checking to see how are your kidneys functioning you know urine is made um, in your kidneys your kidneys mm-hmm. are up in your back on both sides they filter your kidneys are wonderful organs they filter all the waste from your body okay so your blood goes through them it filters out the waste it creates urine they go into urine drains into your bladder and then you go to the bathroom. But if your kidneys are starting to get affected by anything, and, and high blood pressure will affect your kidneys, mm-hmm. they'll actually um, damage the kidneys mm. over time. And then we can see that in pregnancy, and your kidneys aren't functioning as well. We see protein in your urine, which shouldn't be there. Right. And then we say, okay, something's going on, right. and we're able to intervene. Okay. And as an aside, this is not for um, pregnant women, but I just want to say all of you out there with high blood pressure... Who are not pregnant? Please, that preach. high blood pressure will do the same thing to your kidneys. Yes, and year after year of high blood pressure, it just breaks down your kidneys and breaks down your kidneys, and eventually, what happens is they don't function anymore. And then I don't know how many have heard of dialysis, but that's kind of what happens, and you end up having to have a machine do what your yes. kidneys did naturally. So take care of yourselves. Yes, take care of that blood pressure. Make sure you're eating well, watching that salt, getting that exercise. If your doctors put you on blood pressure medication, don't stop it until you see them and make sure it's well. So I just wanted to say that had yeah. nothing to do with pregnancy. That's but fine. It's deep I love on that. My de- heart. I love deep that detour. <laughs> I love it. So you've kind of taken us through a rapid course of the three tri- trimesters of pregnancy. There are some unique situations that occur in pregnancy. And I wanted to touch just briefly on those. And when I look back, it kind of almost tends to be the extremes. So pregnancy pretty young, when you're very young chronologically, like when you're in your teens, I've seen where you can develop that preeclampsia you talked about. I think back on a patient that walked in my office and she kind of looked a little sick, you know, like something was wrong. My MA came and said, "Um, doc, you need to come look at her blood pressure. It was 230 mm-hmm. over 110. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a young mom. She was 15. Mm-hmm. So I said, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You go straight to Holy Cross Hospital. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other end of the spectrum, too, where I've had a unique experience, and it's called AMA, or Advanced Maternal mm-hmm. Age where you're over the age of 35 and you start seeing yourself have some of these co-medical conditions Mm -hmm. where you're either 
over, like I said, over the age of 35, or maybe you had hypertension before you got pregnant, or you had diabetes before you got pregnant. So those are some, some unique situations. Can you touch a little bit on some of the unique situations that you've seen in your practice and maybe how you educate your patients? Sure. So I think you brought up a really good point where, um, you know, we call it pregnant pregnancy in, in moms that are very young mm-hmm. or moms who are on the older side. And unfortunately, anything after the age of 35, when, when we're talking about pregnancy, is considered on the older side. And a lot of women... I don't women, think it's fair. <laughs> I know. And a lot of women who come in, they're like, I'm only 38. Why are you calling me advanced maternal age? I was the or same way. even the worst diagnosis, elderly... Primigravida. Whoa. And that's actually a diagnosis that's out there, and that simply means you're over the age of 35. So, Have um, mercy. Okay. So definitely, when we talk about reproduction, if you consider that women are no longer able to reproduce by the time they're in their mid to late 40s, mm-hmm. when they go through menopause, by the time they're about 50, mm-hmm. your um, reproductive life is very is quite short. If yeah. you start menstruating around 10, mm-hmm. 12, and you stop menstruating around 45 to yeah. 50, it only leaves about 30, 35 years mm-hmm. to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So um, when we talk about the very young, we um, and these are these are um, we're talking about um, patients who get pregnant um, under, I would say under the age sixteen and younger. Mm-hmm. You do find that they suffer from complications of pregnancy more frequently. Mm-hmm. And we don't know exactly why that is. You know, there's mm-hmm. been some thought to why and some mm-hmm. studies, but nobody's exactly sure. But we definitely know that for women 16 and under, they tend to have more problems with preeclampsia. Yeah. When they yeah. get things like preeclampsia, they tend to be worse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they tend when to When things have, go bad, they, they go, go bad. Really bad. bad. Yes. And so you see that start going away as... Um, women get to like 17, 18 years mm-hmm. old. And I, probably a lot, they are probably just physiologically, you know, there's probably like a, an adult okay. at that point. Okay. Um, so we do take our very young pregnant um, women very, very seriously mm-hmm. um, in terms of watching them, caring for them, making sure they get the best care they can. And as another aside, we work really hard to make sure that contraception is um, yes. offered. Yes. Um, especially the long acting contraception where you don't Mm. have to think about doing something every day something that lasts three to five years Mm -hmm. for our very young because because um you know going through a pregnancy at a young age is one thing but kind of going through repeated pregnancies is what we want to avoid now for women who are um I would say even over the age of 30, that's when you kind of start seeing some of these other medical conditions playing a role. Yeah. That's when high blood pressure starts going up, diabetes, you know, even things like low thyroid. I know people Mm, have have heard about that. You know, low thyroid, we call hypothyroidism. All of these things impact you being pregnant. And so your midwife or even your obstetrician works very closely with you. A lot of times if you have these types of medical conditions, you'll find that you are referred out of midwifery care to see an obstetrician to help manage these conditions. Mm -hmm. I often tell women who have these conditions, if we maximize your control of, of the condition, make sure your blood pressure 
is being treated so it's normal. Right. Make sure your blood sugars are being managed so that you're not you you, you um your diabetes is well controlled. Right. Um, if you have like a low thyroid, making sure you, you have the medication mm-hmm. to bring things back to normal. You can have a normal pregnancy. Right. You know, right. and that's the main I think message uh-huh. is maximizing your health, yes. maximizing your whatever conditions you have. It's those just because they're there doesn't mean they're going to affect the pregnancy. Now, I will say though, if you do have diabetes, mm-hmm. yes, there are certain things that you may be at increased risk for. But we screen for those, we look for them, mm-hmm. monitor your blood sugars, and just yes. try to keep things in control as much as possible. Oh wow! Again, Doc, you have just so poignantly pulled everything together and tied a nice little bow on it and presented it to the community. I tell you, so the takeaway message that I really want the community to to take home is that it is imperative that you have health care, that you have care during your pregnancy. It is imperative that you listen to all the instructions that your health care provider is giving you because it's not just to document, to get some money from your insurance company. It's to make sure that you have a healthy pregnancy, healthy outcome as much as possible. And that if anything erroneous pops up, we can jump on it immediately or prevent any complications that could be arising. So again, do you have a tip for us before we leave? A tip of the day. Well, I would say, I think, um, two tips. The first is if you're thinking about getting pregnant, mm-hmm. um, if you're of reproductive age and you're sexually active, you should, and, and you're not using contraception, so you're trying mm-hmm. or, or you could get pregnant, take folic acid. Folic acid is a B vitamin. You can get it at any um, grocery store mm-hmm. or any drug store. Um, it, and it, it reduces certain types of birth defects by half. It's a wow. very simple thing you can do that's very powerful okay. in starting your pregnancy at well. Okay. And the second tip I'd give, you mentioned having coverage. There's been, um, especially in the United States, a great expansion of health care yes. and health care coverage. Yes. And it is now available. Many uh, women who weren't able to get coverage you know, most of your states have emergency Medicaid mm-hmm, available, mm-hmm. and then there's the Affordable Care Act, yes. which helps to expand insurance. So really, no excuses anymore. Right. When you get that positive pregnancy test on that yes. on that little stick, yes. if you don't have coverage, enroll, get covered, and get to see somebody. Thanks so much, Dr. Sandy. And guys, we've had a wonderful time sitting down with the community. Uh, Again, just become informed. Start connecting your own health dots so that you can get a full picture and you can be an integral partner with your health care providers in providing whole person care. We'll see you guys next time on House Call with Dr. Mack.